Jesus loves you so much. No matter how you may feel, no matter what you've done, Jesus loves you no matter what and loves you so much enough to give his entire life for you, to lay his life down for you and to take on the sins of the world. Um, But know that no matter what you've done, Jesus loves you and he cares about you. He wants to have your life in his hand. You are listening to the Christian Music Archive podcast, part of the New Release Today podcast network. I'm your host, Dave Maurer. Each week, I share stories about Christ, community, and music, chatting with musical guests who you will find listed on the pages of the Christian Music Archive. There are thousands of creative men and women who have helped shape the soundtrack of the Christian faith, and we get to hear their stories, learn about how Christ has made a difference in their life, And, hopefully along the way, we'll learn how we can be a better part of our community. Hey there, welcome to episode 67 of the Christian Music Archive podcast. Over the past 15 months or so, it has been my privilege to share stories from some of my musical heroes, people who have crafted music that has been meaningful to me, and I know has been meaningful to you. But I've also had the opportunity to introduce you to some new talent, people that have only been making music for a few years. Today's guests fall into that category. I'm chatting with the Irwins, who are relative newcomers to the Southern gospel music scene. But to call them new artists is a bit of a misnomer because they've actually been performing together with their dad since they could talk. These siblings are all under the age of 30, but they have hearts for spreading the good news of Jesus that are quite infectious. It was fun for me to get to know these young people, and I'm honored to be able to introduce them to you today. Each week, you hear me talk about the work of Mercy, Inc. and their partners around the world. And each week, I also ask you to consider helping Mercy, Inc. by logging onto our website, christianmusicarchive.com mercy. But did you know that there is another way that you can help? When you become a patron of Christian Music Archive, you not only help support our work, but you also are supporting the work of Mercy, Inc. How is that possible, you ask? Well, the Christian Music Archive is a business for mission, which means any profits we make from this endeavor are given directly to Mercy. And the best way to help expand our work is by going to patreon.com slash ccmexchange. Your monthly patronage helps us pay the bills, but also the first 20% of every donation is paid directly to Mercy, Inc. So won't you consider become a patron today? Go to patreon.com slash ccmexchange and sign up. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash ccmexchange. And thanks for your ongoing support. Well, today I'm really excited to welcome the Irwins to the podcast. This is a sibling band. Let's see, there's Keith, Cody, Chris, Katie, They've been singing together for a lot longer than many people may understand, and we'll talk a little bit about that. They're signed to Stowtown Records. Welcome to Southern Gospel Family, the Irwins. Welcome, you guys. Hello, Brother Dave. It is our honor to be a part of the podcast today, man. We've been looking forward to it. Yes, thank you for having us. It's exciting for me to meet new artists. I've been tracking artists for a lot of years, and anytime I hear of somebody new and I get excited about them and then realize, oh my gosh, I've missed like 20 of your albums. (laughs) Because <laughs> you guys have been recording together for a long time. 
we have now there's not not many of those records we would sell you we'll be no. honest with you <laughs> we keep them uh, hidden away very far away uh, the last five or six we would but but after before that man it, they get pretty pretty bad when we were we were trying to learn what we were doing we were mainly like a, a cover band for like oh, any yeah. bluegrass Christian artist, basically, gospel, back then. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, let's give our listeners a little bit of an idea. Why don't you go around the circle and introduce yourselves so we get to know your voices, and then we'll ask some questions to get to know you, and then we'll dive in. So let's start, I don't know, left to right. Okay. Cool. I'm Keith. I'm the oldest. I'm 28, uh, and I sing the lead part. I'm Cody. I am the second-born son. I'm 27, and I sing the bass part. My name is Chris. I'm the youngest of the brothers, and I sing uh, the baritone for the for the group. And last but not least, <laughs> my name is Katie, and I am the baby Irwin. Um, I sing the soprano part, and I just turned 21 years old. So now you guys have been singing together for quite a while, as we alluded to. How, why have you had been together? Obviously, your siblings, but you guys started as your dad traveled around doing ministry, right? Yeah, we uh, it, it, how we started was very natural because our father has been in evangelism for over forty-seven years. For I oh, guess wow. just celebrated his forty-eighth year in evangelism. So we uh, obviously we have not been traveling that long because we are <laughs> you just named our ages. We're not that old, but uh, gradually as we all uh, were born, we did just immediately start traveling with our father and our mother, and we were homeschooled. And so you probably can tell pretty uh, pretty soon you can tell a homeschooler pretty uh, pretty quickly <laughs> you can't tell them much though <laughs> no. so how soon were you singing i mean probably as soon yeah. as you could talk right keith was definitely the first our our dad he would preach and then he would sing though before he would preach and so he would play guitar and we would all uh, so we all heard him sing since we were since infancy and that really wanted that that sparked an inspiration for us to want to sing as well and so he always encouraged it that's the thing with our parents they they did encourage but they, ne they never pressured us but they just our natural desire to sing just from watching them sing they were just like of course that they then we never believed we could, that we couldn't do it and so that's that's a cool thing that our parents instilled in us with with uh just from watching him sing and yeah and dad did it 17 years before he even met our mother oh okay he traveled by himself he thought he was going to be a single evangelist uh and he met our mom under a tent revival long story short here we are uh and as christopher alluded to uh, you know, he told mom, he said, man, I've been, I've been single and traveling by myself for so long. I, I don't know if I want to leave you at the house. She said, well, I want to go with you. And, uh, Very so cool. they, they, they started this ministry and, uh, dad did many, many years ago. And then mom came on and then I, a year and a half later, it came, uh, I, I came along and then Cody, Chris and Katie. And, uh, the first 10 or 12 years, you know, we were just learning harmonies. We were singing before dad was preaching every night in revival services, Bible conferences all over the country. And then in the last 10 years or so, I would say, uh, God has really started to put our ministry in a different spot with a bunch of different uh, concert venues and, um, you know, performing arts centers. And, and of course, we still do a, a good number of revivals with Dad and, and as, okay. as he preaches uh, different places. And I think we'll always do that in one way or another. Uh, but but mainly we're not now we're doing concerts and uh, different things like that. And we praise the Lord for for what God has done. So the sibling dynamic does a couple of things. Number one, anytime you get sing siblings singing together, there's a magic that happens. So that's one thing. But then you've also got, well, these are your brothers and sister. I mean, how, you, you get along all the time and how does that work? And oh, of who course. Makes, who <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, I, and I guarantee you that Katie's the one that's the protected the most because all the brothers are sticking up for their little sis, right? Yeah. That's right. That's right. I have three bodyguards and then four, including <laughs> dad, on the bus all the time. So <laughs> the hate 
normal siblings. You know, we all have our moments um, and we try to laugh it off as fast as we can since we're on a 45 foot long bus. We try <laughs> to get over it really fast. There's no such thing as holding grudges yeah. on the Irwin bus. That's a rule. Hey, you know when to shut the bunk curtain. Yes. You know when yeah. you need to. And <laughs> That's right. You know, right. we, all, we all have our boundaries. You know, I mean, honestly, we, with that yeah. being said, we, we do uh, we do respect them. We know we don't we know when to stop. <laughs> you know, we sure. know when to, you know. Well, and, and I, I have a brother and a sister. I love them dearly. And I love my space from them dearly, too. Well, you guys course. are doing 250 dates on a, like you said, a 45 foot bus. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of time together. Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of, in a lot of ways, we kind of, we, we, thankfully we have found boundaries where, you know, we come into a work environment. It's, it's a lot of ways is like a work environment. You know, mm-hmm. we feel like, you know, at the end of the day, we're brothers and sisters, but at the same time, we're all, you know, we all still work and we, this is a job for us. It's our livelihood. And, and as long as we respect both sides equally, it, 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 it seems, it, it yeah. seems to work out the best that way. And with that, in that same vein, honestly, I think another thing is since we did start this together so young mm-hmm. that it, honestly, in, in that we all have the same heart and in, in, in music and message that it really does. It makes it a lot easier to put a lot of the, you know, petty pettiness and a lot of the maybe just aggra- the aggressions or aggravate aggravations or whatever you want to call it. It, it makes it because we are so unified in what we're doing in our in our calling. Sure. That, uh, I, it, it does make it easy to, to, you know, like I said, close the bunk yeah. curtain instead of, <laughs> you know, talk well, back or something. Well, it's interesting because my brother and sister and I'm talking my sibling relationship, you know, we all have different interests. And yet here you guys are, you feel called to the same thing. You're, you're touring together. You're working together. You're, Sorry. you're, you know, you've got families of your own, of course, but what is that like to, to say, you know, like maybe, maybe Keith, you go, well, you know, I think I need a break now, but the family band's got to keep going. You know, how does, how does that work with that? You know, the business decisions of, cause we all have different interests. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, we don't have a rhyme or a reason, honestly, brother Dave, you know, we, we have a, through a lot of prayer and, uh, just understanding each other and, uh, letting each other talk and, and, and talk through each and every day. You know, we, the one thing about what we do is it is just, it is all it is are variables. That's all it is. Just a bunch of variables. Not, not one thing is the same, uh, from week to week. And uh, you have to be, you have to be, uh, applicable, uh, and you have to be, uh, you know, you, you've got, you've got to, to, to know, uh, that, that, like you just said, everybody's got their, their interests. Everybody's got, uh, different things they have to do, uh, surrounding our ministry right. uh, and even outside of our ministry. And, uh, we try our very best obviously to, cause we're all family people. I mean, we love our family. We're close. I mean, my, I'm married and Cody's married and we both have our families at the house. And so, and then of course, Katie and Christopher, Katie's going to be having her own family here very soon. And so, you know, it's just, uh, that, that's just kind of how it is. And, and, uh, and we, we try very hard. We try very hard to, to understand each other and give each other space and also know what to do and what not to do, because there is a fine line. Like I said, there's a balance along with variables. It's a, it's a very difficult process, but we praise the Lord that, that he gives us strength and patience, uh, and wisdom. Uh, we pray for that every day, not saying that we have everything figured out because we do not, uh, but we, but we hope, we hope and pray for the wisdom that we need, uh, to carry on this ministry like we need to. Well, one of the things that I always like hearing, and we kind of heard it from the musical standpoint, we find out how people get interested in music and how they do that. But even more important to me is, you know, a lot of times we're born into a Christian family, like you guys were, I was the same way, but there comes a point where you make Jesus your own and it's a personal relationship, not I'm believing because mom and dad told me to. 
course. So I'd be interested in hearing your all's kind of what's your what's your spiritual journey to where Jesus is re- the relationship you have with Jesus is personal and how did you get there for each of you? Yeah. Well, oldest to youngest, uh, I was saved as a six year old boy in Nederland, Texas, at Seventh Street Baptist Church, uh, Tuesday night revival service. Um, and just because I remember, I mean, you know, a lot of people don't remember the specific, but I just remember, uh, Tuesday night, um, we were, it was revival services. Dad was preaching. And for the first time in my young life, I knew that there was a void in my heart and my soul and Mm -hmm. sin had taken its, its toll on my life and, uh, walked the aisle that night. And it was still the greatest decision that I've ever made. Uh, and, uh, I want to, I tell you that one of the things that, uh, that, that really, I think this is probably goes for all four of us, but, uh, this is such a busy lifestyle. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're just busy. And I'm, I'm not talking about just on the bus, but now when you get off the bus, uh, it's yep. almost like you have to disconnect yourself from the business of the ministry and then also connect yourself to the business of being home. Um, and so, and so that, that's so difficult, especially when you're trying to, 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 to have spiritual strength from day to day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and man, you know, that, that, that's something that, 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 that I struggle. I think everybody struggles with. I, I, I know that I struggle with it because, um, that's just what, that's just what, how it, how it is, you know, the busyness. And I know everybody has to deal with busyness. Uh, but man, when you, you try to get off the bus and right now, actually I'm, I'm moving, I'm, I'm in the process of moving from one home to another with that come going on. And, and now me raising a 10 month old little boy with my wife and, you know, there's just so much and uh, you have to, you know, you have to know where your priorities lie. You have to know in order to have a spiritual diet in order to keep the main thing, the main thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and have a close walk with Christ as close as you can, as close as we need. Uh, you just have to know your priorities. And, uh, and man, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm saved. I'm thankful uh, that, that I, I want to try my best to, to be closer to Christ on a daily level every day. Cody, what about you? What was your spiritual awakening story? Yeah, it was uh, actually funny that Keith decided to go oldest to youngest. I was saved the night after Keith, same revival. Uh, oh, no kidding. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Same I, church. Yeah, anything. I saw I saw. Um, I guess I saw big brother go make a, a life changing decision and, and, uh, it maybe opened my eyes to something that maybe needed to happen in my personal life as well. And, and dad, my, my father illustrates this in a sermon, you know, he, you know, God doesn't have any grandchildren. He says it all the time. Right. So does it, you know, it doesn't matter if your parents are saved or if your older brother went and got saved the night before it, it, it had to happen personally. Right. And, um, and I felt like that was, that's what happened in my life on that Wednesday night. And, and God uh, is, is currently is always changing my heart when it comes to different things that I struggle with every day. And you got to have a personal walk with your with yourself to be able to minister to somebody. Right. And I feel right. like that may be overlooked in a lot of artists and, and a lot of people in the ministry that, you know, sometimes they get their They're so focused on ministry, helping others and focusing on other people's lives that it seems like even people ministry have, have a harder time, yeah. uh, you know, finding their personal walk with mm. Christ. And that's what that's what um. That's what God is, is is maybe dealing with me in in, in the season that I'm in now, and and uh, just just drawing you know close to Him every day is, is 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 just a journey that I take that I just long to every day, and it's very very special to me to to uh, get to minister to people, but also to to be able to uh, encounter Jesus in my own walk. You know, it, it's very very encouraging. So, yeah, Chris, every single member of our family was saved in an, a special church revival, a local church mm-hmm. revival meeting. And so every single member of our family was, and, uh, I was saved when I was, um, it was 11 years old back in, um, 
in Canton, Texas, we were seeing just about 15 miles from our house and that we were doing a revival that we did for so many years, so many consecutive years. And, uh, and they would, uh, our father and this, our pastor friend, uh, brother, Andy Russell, they would tag team preach every night. Okay. And so the, you know, dad would preach Monday night, brother Andy would preach Tuesday night. And then they, you switch out, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, so forth. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, I remember that uh, Dad preached Monday night and a message of salvation, and then uh, Brother Andy on Tuesday night came up and, and followed it up and, and just and really emphasized on hell. And I remember even as a young eleven year old, I'd been to Sunday. I've been to so many Sunday schools at that time. Still, I I had, I had known all the hymns you can you can imagine at eleven years old just because of my experience in the of going to church from traveling with our evangelist father. I knew all the songs. I knew all the words and. But I was so convicted from the sermon about hell, of course, that mm. which will do it, that will do it. <laughs> but not just that, though. It was also, as Cody was even saying, that I was convicted about knowing so much in my head and not having a heart relationship with Christ, a personal one. So I, uh, I, we were driving home in a, at that time in a raised roof van. And uh, what was so funny is uh, I was sitting in the back seat and dad was driving way up front and I was in the third row in the back and I, we were about five miles from our house and I unbuckled, I was in so much conviction mm. that I unbuckled my seatbelt and I got up and started walking up to the front, to the driver's seat, to the driver's seat of the car, which I yeah. mean, in Texas, that's just about fine anyway. No, I'm just kidding. It's not, <laughs> but the Texas drivers are crazy. But with yeah. that being said, I walked up and I tapped my dad on the shoulder. I said, dad, I need to be saved. And he started freaking out. His first, obviously he was excited. But he also said, go, go sit down, go sit down. Like you, we were going 75 miles an hour on the highway. <laughs> And I was just, you know, walking up, standing up in the car, telling my father, you know, he thought something else was wrong. But he obviously was very excited about what the initial reason. But with that being said, that that's that was a night that from then on every day I have. And it's obviously there's been different seasons and different times in, in my Christian walk. It's a daily strife and longing to, to, to be closer to Christ. I love hearing all of these salvation stories, because this is what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, this is why we do what we do, so people can get to know Jesus on a personal level. Um, for me, I was 13 years old, and it was a very similar story um, where dad was holding a revival close to home, and we sang on a Tuesday night, actually. We always do about five or six songs before dad preaches at a revival service, and so we had just finished singing, and I went to sit down on the pew to listen to dad, and I just, I didn't feel right that night. I definitely knew that God was trying to tell me something. I didn't know exactly what he was trying to tell me as a 13 year old little girl. Um, but I just sat there and I soaked up every word of dad's sermon that night. And I never felt right going down to the altar. I think I was, I was more shy at 13 than I am now. Okay. I've kind of grown into my personality, but I never went down to the altar that night. Um, but I did feel God convicting me. And so when we got home later that night and I was getting ready for bed, I couldn't settle down. My heart just mm. didn't feel right. I couldn't go to sleep. And so I went to my dad's office. That's just a few doors down from my bedroom. Mm -hmm. And I crawled in his lap and I told him that I needed to be saved. And I felt God mm -hmm. convicting Beautiful. me into salvation. And dad led me down the Roman road. Mm -hmm. It always works. The Roman road. Yeah. I love it. I will never forget that night with tears in my eyes. I prayed the sinner's prayer and God saved me that night. And I've never been the same since, but as a 13 year old girl, you know, that sounds so young, but as they talked about growing up in a Christian home, sometimes salvation happens earlier in a person's mm -hmm. heart. 
But I feel like God always convicts a person at the perfect time. Yes. Um, and we should never feel bad about, you know, saying I was 13 when I got saved. That's kind of older. No, mm -hmm. I feel like God always has perfect timing in that. Yes. And I was 13 and I've never been the same since. And I praise the Lord every day for what he did in my heart. Well, the common theme I'm hearing through this is I think of the Bible verse, train up a child in the way they should go That's right, and yes. they will not depart from it. And and as you were saying, Katie, God reaches us in our time frame when he's ready for us or when we're That's ready right. for him to be there. And this this backlog of, your, A, you're performing, you're singing Christian songs, you're hearing dad preach every night, all of this kind of stuff. This is building who you are inside, but it doesn't make you who you are until you mm. say, aha, this is for okay. me too, right. and I need to be there. So I, I love this story for parents that have children that are struggling finding their relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, don't give up. Don't give up. God is working in their hearts, and when it's time, he will make himself known to them. And so yes, beautiful, beautiful testimonies, guys. I really appreciate that yeah. you're sharing that. Thank you, Brother Dave. Thank you for giving us a platform, man. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm. you guys are on the road 250 days a year. You're singing a lot. Um, Keith, we chatted a little bit about this, about the busyness of life, and anybody with a career knows, and kids and family and whatever, but you all talked about the importance of, of daily walking and relationship and digging in deeper. So let's talk a little bit about that balance of busyness and how do you maintain a positive relationship with God um, I, I think of the fact, you know, if you're married to somebody and you never look at them, you never talk to them, you don't develop that relationship. Right. But we don't have a God that we can sit down in the chair and physically look at. So what do you guys do to make that relationship a real daily activity? Uh, daily Bible studies. Um, I, I, li I listen to as many uh, preaching podcasts as I can. Uh, Ed Newton is my favorite plug for him. Ed Newton, I don't know if you've heard him, but he's from Community Bible church in san antonio texas i listen to him every week adrian rogers uh these are just men that just have just fed my jim cimbala um, oh yeah these are men that have just fed my soul uh, day after day after day and uh as you're saying uh you are what you what you you know when you've heard the saying you are what you eat well you are what yeah. you indulge in spiritually also and, and, and on a daily level when it comes to content um and what you feed yourself um and um and so that that's I'm, like I said, none of that is saying that I have everything figured out. Uh, but like I said, man, um, uh, you know, you you try to you try to get as much as much Bible in you as you can, and and uh, and 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 be in the Word and stay in the Word and and in prayer. And uh, you you said it, man, to have that relationship on a daily level. I mean, I've been married now for six years, and uh, and just to to be with my wife, and you know, we 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 learn something about each other every day. You mm -hmm. know, just like you know, we we're still. We're still learning from each other, and uh, and and I think we'll always do that. I'm uh, still learning from my wife, and I've been married a lot more years than exactly, you. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, and it, and it goes the same in Christianity in the Christian life. Uh, you know, as you as you as you dig deeper into the Word and you learn things that that you've you know you you've never learned before, and uh, and so that that's that's I, I guess in a practical way that's how that's how I go about it. So let's talk about this though, because you guys are basically running a business. You've got your your the music that you're doing. You're promoting promoting yourselves. You're making videos. You've got all these things. You've got family responsibilities, relationship responsibilities. It's very easy to wake up in the middle of the morning and say, "Okay, this is my to do list. How do I get this stuff done?" It's very easy for me to say, "Well, maybe I can do my devotions later." Mm -hmm. 
Talk about how and why that priority looks like in your life. For sure. Hey, it's 2021. Social media is a huge part of of all of our lives individually and of course musically in our in our in our ministry that it's an incredible tool that's used that we can utilize to get our our message out. Yeah. But also, look, it can be a tool that absolutely consumes your life and your time and talk about managing downtime. There's no worse way than just mindlessly scrolling. <laughs> However, honestly, yep. God has convicted me in the last, since the beginning of this year that I've, that I've you know, all this talk about algorithms and, and, and this, you know, just scrolling and seeing different things curated for, you know, the, the, your, your certain profile, who you are. Yeah. I've, I've on since 2021, I've on, I've done a really incredible cleanse that I've, on my social media, even so whenever I do make time to scroll through social media on my downtime, what I'm seeing is the Brooklyn Tabernacle singing a song that is mm. four minutes long on Instagram. But you know what it's going to do? It's going to uplift my spirit and take me to a place that even though I am scrolling through social media, like as Keith was saying a second ago, it's 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 content that, that from from so many different churches and, and, and from Cornerstone, their music ministry is incredible. And, and we love hearing Matt Hagee and there's so many different other churches and local churches from the area that, that, that do podcasts for pastors and that we love listening to that, uh, that we just, that, that feed our soul, that even on social media and how, you know, it can be a damaging tool as we're, as we all know, and, and it can waste our time and, and I can go on and on. But with yeah. that being said, it can also be a tool that God can use to, 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 further the message and, and, and bless our hearts on a daily walk and social media. I promise you guys is what you make it. It's what you make it. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the things that I did, cause I do my reading on my iPad in the morning before I get up. Cause that's what I've decided is that I have to do it first thing. Cause once I get into the busyness of the day, it slips my mind. Absolutely. And I had to make sure that I turned off my social media on my iPad so that that's not the first thing I went to. Sure. I get it. Yeah. I get it. So for me personally, I am engaged right now to a wonderful, thank you so much. Recently. We just, yes, we just got engaged about a month ago yeah. and I'm Very so cool. excited. I'm engaged to a wonderful man from North Georgia. Um, and so right now I fly out there at least one week out of every month to visit mm. Logan. Um, and he is a member of a great church called Parkway Baptist in Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia. And they have an incredible college and career group there at Parkway. And so on Wednesday nights, which is a night that we rarely sing, so I get to fly out there. And I have so enjoyed going to the college and career class out there. Um, it's something that I really have never been a part of um, up until Logan and I got together. Mm -hmm. Um, so just kind of being a part of that and, you know, you get to share life with people around your age on a more intimate level. Um, and you know, they do like the Bible studies and everything throughout the week. And so it's been really great for me personally in my Christian walk to be a part of that college and career class. So to anyone listening, I recommend joining a class like that. If your church or if there's another church in your area that maybe you're not a member of that you can just go to on Wednesday nights, um, just to kind of connect with fellow believers that are around your age, that has really helped me recently. Yeah. So I recommend joining some type of class, college and career class, a youth class. I know that's really huge right now. Um, but that's what's been helping me and Logan. That's kind of helped us grow. Well, that brings up a question and this is kind of getting us off the topic, but what happens to the Irwins when Logan and Katie get married? And are you guys going to live in Texas? You're going to live with him? What's, what is that going to do to the group? 
TBD? No, oh, no, 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 no. This she's one's you, already been made. Yeah, she's hiring. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. So the goal right now, um, our wedding is next October. 10, 10, 22 is the wedding day. Mm-hmm. And as of now, Logan is moving out to Texas. Okay. Uh, we haven't started looking at houses yet. Uh, so pray for us in that process because it's a very nerve-wracking thing. I've, sure. Yeah. I've heard it is. So mm-hmm. we're very nervous about that. But Logan is an ICU nurse. That's what he oh. does for his job. So he his goal is to work three days a week in the hospital and then travel on the weekends with mm-hmm. us because he's an incredible guitar player. He's Aha. so good. He took um, guitar lessons all throughout high school. So the goal is to kind of uh, let him do a lot of acoustic stuff with us um, in our concerts. And he's always prayed for an opportunity to have more to do with music for the Lord um, and his future wife. So we feel like God is really orchestrating this so beautifully. And we can't wait to have him on the bus. We already have him a little bunk. And we <laughs> yeah, are so we're excited. change his last name. <laughs> Logan Irwin, no. <laughs> no, but the goal is to definitely have Logan come on the bus more and do some worship together. So we are so excited. Very cool. Yeah. Well, you guys have recently been signed to Stowtown Records. Yes, sir. And you Whoa. also, just as I saw uh, last year, won a Dove Award and a Grammy nomination. I mean, this is pretty big stuff for you know, kids singing for dad for his revival. Let's yeah. talk about how that, how that, how has that transitioned your guys' career? Man. Yeah, it was huge. I mean, last year, what, I mean, we can't say any more and what's not been said already about how of a bummer last year was for the whole yeah. nation. I mean, oh. I mean, bummer is not quite the right <laughs> probably word it should be used, but I mean, and, and in the middle of all that, right, we weren't singing, we weren't traveling, we weren't getting to do what we love to do and have done for all of our lives. Right in the middle of all that chaos, we get our first Dove nomina- nomination, wow. and it was like it was like God said, you know, you may not be doing, you may not be, t- <laughs> you may not be doing anything. We don't let anything slide in this family. Y'all can't be laughing at me while I'm trying to talk. <laughs> we can't let anything slide, Dave. I'm sorry, we had our man. Our first no. Dove nomination. <laughs> Nami, he <laughs> shot up. <I'm> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, we get our first nomin. Wow, nomination with each other. I'm yes, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right in the middle of that, that happens, and and it was like God said, you know, you may be not getting to do what you love to do, but I'm going to smile on you. I'm going to I'm going to show you that your work is not in vain. And it was such a it was such an uplifting time for us. Uh, like I said, in the middle of all that chaos, and and then we ended up winning the dove, which yeah. was something. I'll tell you how uh, unprepared we were. We're all separated. We're all kind of in our own houses, real. not really prepared. And we kind of sent a text out, Hey, the doves are tonight, guys, you know, be, you know, be watching or whatever. Yeah. And of course, you know, you know, you know, the history we win and we're all, we all immediately call each other and text each other. And <laughs> like I said, we weren't together at all. Brother Dave, this right. is not because we did not care. We just did not think, we did yeah. not think it was even possible that we would be winning it. So we were, we weren't recording. We weren't like, yeah, we were together. <laughs> we were all just in our separate rooms. It was a watching. total 2020, uh, uh, reaction yeah. just like, yeah. It, it, like it was yeah and, and so that happens and then the grammy nom i mean yeah we're super cool and of course you know the other the downside of all that we didn't get to participate in any kind of the awards because they didn't have any so that was a right that was a, a a downside of it but but the thing about it is to be nominated to be nominated and be be able to be you know represented with such our peers that we looked up to all of our lives it was super cool and uh something we 
definitely don't take for granted that we got to we got to do and 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 something that won't never be take away from us is 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 yeah. being honored with that uh, with that award so super grateful super super blessed and finding out about the grammy nomination was about the same reaction we had whenever we found out that we won the dove award uh-huh. what what time it did they it was like it was 10 o'clock in the morning 11, yeah. which is very early for us. <laughs> Notice we said earlier. We said yes. earlier, at ten or eleven. Very, very. I'm sure early. some of you guys cringed as soon as we said that. <laughs> Anyways, we were all still like in bed yeah. and lights off. We sleep with fans at night, so our fans were still on. So we were like barely hearing our phone going off whenever we found out, and like that's just crazy to me how that still happened. I still can't believe it. That we were nominated for a Grammy. That's insane. So I hope that answers your question about how unreal it is. Cause it, we, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't seem like anything that it's nothing we've done. Obviously, it's not like we couldn't. It's sure. nothing we did. I yeah. mean, it's we're sh- we're com- we were completely honored and for the recognition. But you know, when 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 you're in the studio making the music together and, and you're singing and and the, the you hear the the met the music and the message come together so beautifully melodically you, the last thing you think of you you don't even almost right think of you know any type of, of award in, in in those cases because it's that's not even almost why you do it for especially and then at, at on, on our level we just it doesn't seem like something that would even be feasible but the fact that God blessed us, as Cody said, in the year of 2020 with with little letters of encouragement, if you will, yeah. with yeah. in this case a, a a little dove, a little metal dove, or a little <laughs> heavy dove thing, a gold dove, whatever you want to call it. So, do you each get your own dove? Of course. Yes. Yeah. So, so they do. <laughs> they send you one, but you have an option to get everybody one, and we got everybody one. Of course. So, yeah. Okay. So let's do this. So let's do this. So you guys weren't at the at the at the Dove Awards because of whatever. Right. Um, yeah. So you can't give an acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. So we're going to recreate this moment right now. It's 2020 flashback. You guys are sitting in the auditorium. And remember, you only get 90 seconds because then the uh, band will play you off. So the Southern Gospel recorded song of the year is the Irwins with the power of an empty tomb. Applause, applause, applause. They come up. You've got 90 seconds to give your acceptance speech. Okay, Stowtown Records, Wayne Hahn, uh, Ernie, like Landon, that. Nate, and Wayne. Uh, uh, the songwriter, Joel Lindsay. The songwriter, Joel Lindsay. I mean, uh, yeah. Steve Hurst School of Music. Uh, I mean, we've And meanwhile, got... I'm just in the background sobbing. Yeah, she's, she's sobbing. <laughs> Katie can't hold herself together yeah. very well in situations. Yeah, she's slipping. And they won't let me tears. talk because I say nomination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Yeah, if he'd have been up there, he'd say, well, well yeah. we got this nomination. It was. Yeah. Uh, so what has that award, I mean, other than the encouragement that you guys received uh, personally in this time of, you know, shutdown, what has that award done for you guys career-wise? Uh, well, we, we have been reached out to by um, dozens and dozens of people that we never thought knew that we existed. Uh, all our peers, uh, people that we've, you know, grown up listening to, um, heroes of ours, uh, not to mention, uh, thank the Lord, some of the people that wanted us for, for different particular dates to come to their churches or their event. Uh, and, and thankfully, Brother Dave, and I just say this to give all glory to God, you know, when you have that, that title, uh, you know, besides your name, you know, mm-hmm. when, when you have something like Dove Award winning or Grammy nominated, Grammy nominated. Um, yes. Did I say that? Yes. Dave? Cody, you are telling me. Brother Dave, if you don't name this, this whole interview, uh, Dove nominated, nominated. You did something wrong. Anyway. I, think it's a, I think it's a Texas accent thing. That's yes, what I yeah. think. Uh, but anyway, but, but seriously, we praise the Lord for those, for those things that, that he allowed us to, to, to have. 
because it does, like you're saying, it, it does put our ministry in a different um, view to a lot of people. Uh, and hey, and like I said, we praise the Lord for that. We could not have have, have thought this up, you know, ourselves. We could right. not have made this happen ourselves. And so we praise the Lord for for the for the ability and for the 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 opportunity to have these awards and be recognized yeah. like we were. When our goal is getting the music and message out, all this does is give a give us a bigger platform to do that. Yeah, yeah. so we, sure. we're thankful for it. I think one of my favorite things that came out of the Grammy nomination was whenever we got to sing and yes. record a video with the Fisk Jubilee Singers. Yes. Oh my goodness. They're based yeah. out of Nashville, Fisk yeah. University. Yep. The history of that university yeah. is just incredible. I totally recommend everyone listening to this right now to look up the history of Fisk University. Yeah. Historically it's black so college. powerful. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. And they can sing. Oh my they goodness. are incredible singers. And we- we, we actually got to sing one of the songs that Chris wrote yeah. a few projects ago called Watch and See. They um, they joined us on that song, and then we got Fun. to sing one of their songs, Wade in the Water. Yeah, it's an old spiritual. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And it you can so find fun. those videos on YouTube right now, but they were nominated with us, and yeah. they actually won the Grammy, Very yes, cool. the Grammy um, category that we were nominated That's in right. with them. And they're so deserving. They are so oh, incredible goodness, yes. and just sweet people. Oh, my gosh. It was they incredible. are so sweet. And so we incredible. love Fisk. They're awesome. We hope to work with them sometime soon again. I would imagine that dad no longer has any buttons on his shirt either. He's probably <laughs> popped all those buttons in pride with his kids that have just done this amazing thing and how God has blessed what you guys are doing and and how you guys are continuing to honor God and what you're doing. That's That's very impressive. And I know as a dad to kids myself to see my kids doing something positive like that is just a very very cool thing and i almost wish we could have him on to hear him say oh. <laughs> the way he feels next time next yes, time yes absolutely, next time. He would absolutely. Dave. You, and you would love to, i know that he would enjoy your company yeah. and vice versa mm-hmm. so yeah. let's do this let's do a flash to we've kind of got to know a little bit about you guys and a little bit about your music and your ministry but let's get to the, the real serious questions about who you guys are as individuals we're going to say uh, let's talk about your ideal vacation spot. Mm. Mm, yes, okay. I like this. Okay, uh, a beach somewhere, uh, but but I, but actually, let me somewhere. let me let me rephrase. Let me rephrase <laughs> that. My favorite week in all the world is when we go to East Texas and fish. Uh, we we me and Cody are avid bass fishermen, uh, and we go to a little town of about 180 people. Literally, the population <laughs> size 100 180 people in the town called Broadus, Texas. Uh, and we put on a, a little bass, casual bass tournament every spring break, and that—that uh, that is the vacation that I have every. I've had every week of my every year of my life in March, and uh, that—that's something that that I uh, I'll never not do. That's that that would be my ideal. That sounds like a fishy vacation to me. It mm-hmm. is fishy, very fishy, <laughs> brother Dave. That's a good pun. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is um, man, I would say skiing, but mm. it, it does get cold. Um, so yeah. I'm going to definitely say the, I'm going to definitely say the cold. beach, definitely tropical weather. Just, I don't know something about it. Chilling out by the beach, grilling food, seafood's amazing. So I would definitely say, I would definitely say beach somewhere destination. I don't know. And we've done Gulf shores recently. I mean, I don't know. We've been on a, a lot of cruises. So the Bahamas yes. is always awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, any, any beach, just you name it. That's that works for me. There you go. I'm, I'm right there with you. Any beach. Any beach. Hmm. I'm. I'd recently booked a trip to Hawaii soon, so I'm excited uh, about that. My what? first, yeah, my first. What? I know. I, I have know. not when heard about happen? this. What in the world? It's breaking news, folks. You heard it here Mom. first. Chris what? is going to Hawaii with, with who? Cousins. 
with cousins. Good for oh, you. Well, yeah. why, my goodness. Fun. Very That's cool. Fun. I'm, very I'm sure my invitation's in an email. I haven't seen the email <laughs> probably yet. Not. Uh, yeah. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. I think mine, honestly. Oh, honorable mention. Honorable mention New York City, of I course. Was, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> New York City. Chris and I love New York City. Mm. Um, we love anything to do with Broadway, so like theater stuff, or at least I do. Um, and then they have great shopping there, and I'm okay. your normal girly girl, love shopping, love fashion, makeup, anything like that. So New York City is probably... That's like food. a fast, and the, and the food, food there is incredible. <laughs> but that's more like fast pace. Like you're always up and walking. You're going from this place to mm-hmm. that place. But when it comes to like relaxation, it's obviously the beach. Yeah. Oh, a bunch beach. of beach bumps. Boy, I tell you that's, what. And honestly, <laughs> that's not, how we were none, of us, none of us really like the water necessarily. Yeah. We'll just go out in the sand and we'll just be in the sand all day. Play like cornhole and volleyball and yeah. park all, all day. Yeah. Okay, next question. The first album you ever bought with your own money. So you're not borrowing it from your siblings or your friends. First Ooh. album you ever purchased. I believe oh. mine was a uh, Phillips Craig and Dean record. I believe. I don't, remember, I don't remember what it was called. Because that's what mine was. Yeah, it had to be. That's what I'm fixing to it, say. Yeah, it had to be. Mm. Another group of tight harmonies. I see what oh, you're doing. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that or Stephen Curtis Chapman. One yeah. of the two. I don't remember. The first yeah. one that I can remember, it was at NQC, and I think I was 11 or 12. Maybe I don't. What year did it come out? Anyways, it was Karen Peck and New River Journey uh, of Joy yeah. album. Yeah, <laughs> I bad. love Karen. They're killing it right now, by the way. Oh, I they are. Karen yeah, Peck. I've been trying to get Karen on the podcast, and she's a busy oh. lady trying to hard, kind of hard to get her. So. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Sure. She is sweet, though. You definitely need to get them. her. You need to get her on here. Okay, last question for this for this speed round. You have the opportunity to put one person on Mount Rushmore along with the presidents. Who do you pick? Oh my goodness. Bill Gaither. <laughs> oh, that, that's a good one. That's really that. good. That's a good one. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's like a mountain permanent thing. <laughs> yeah, it's mountain he's going to be there. Famously he's mountain be there. permanent. He won't he be, just be like, ah. Mm, singer, singer's okay. I'll do Stephen Curtis Chapman. Nobody huh? is. Uh, I've, there's not an artist that I admire and love more than Stephen Curtis Chapman. Mm. So I, I, I would put him up there. Katie would put Taranda Green. Um, yeah, Katie. I'm. Yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I love Taranda. Taranda's my favorite female I love vocalist. that we made this musical. We're putting more, the singers uh, up to the founders of our country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they help shape our yeah. love for what we do. So They've impacted us more hey, than presidents. I, <laughs> I, learned, I learned how to sing harmony because of Taranda. I really yeah. think in my mind yeah. that I wouldn't know how to sing yeah. harmony had yeah. it not been for That's Taranda true. Green. Singing with Greens, yeah. Yeah. So, Cody. I don't have one. I don't have one. That's too tough. <laughs> that's way too my hard. Daughters, to my daughters. <laughs> my daughters. Yeah. That's multiple people. That doesn't count there. Watch <laughs> out there. <laughs> I love it. Well, I wanted to talk about, you know, we've had some fun and stuff, but you guys, um, you know, you're lighthearted. You've got a lot of fun things going on. Um, but life is not always fun. And back in 2017, you guys had a, a really challenging event, that bus accident that you guys went through. How was God real for you in that, and how did he get you through that, and what did you learn through that situation? So that was the latter part of the month of July in 2017. We were on our way to Michigan uh, to sing that evening. It was 5.30 in the morning. Uh, long story short, um, the our bus started losing tread on the driver's side right tire. Uh, we get out. We see it. We ask for another tire. Uh, we call the tire company, say we need another tire, and uh, they said, okay, we'll bring one. Uh, they end up not bringing one. They look at our spare that's under the bus. They said, yeah, that's fine. And that spare, we've owned the bus for 12 years, 
and uh, we had never looked at the spare at that time. Mm-hmm. At that point, we had we'd owned it that long, and we'd never looked at the spare. Uh, and so, but we're not tire people, you know. We had a tire guy out there, and he looked, he <laughs> right. looked at it, said, "Yeah, it's good." He said, "Just get get it replaced when you get back back from Michigan." Uh, it made it a hundred miles, and the Oof. tire just explodes. It blows into the bus, locks the driving axle, the axle to the right, both wheels to the right. We go down a 20, 20 foot ditch. Uh, a couple of hundred yards off the interstate before the bus stopped. I mean, dad mm. was thrown into the wheel well. He was driving. He was thrown into the wheel well. Um, and so so he wasn't driving the last couple, couple hundred yards. Uh, so and we were all sleeping. Uh, I, I, I didn't I don't think none of us got out of our bunks until the bus had stopped. We didn't really know the uh, the magnitude of what had happened. Um, but but I, I'll never forget. Probably the, the one thing that I'll, I'll never forget about the situation is a couple hours after that, we're sitting on the side of the interstate waiting for somebody to come pick us up. And we're looking at our bus that's being towed out of the woods. Mm. Uh, and and it's a bus that two hours earlier, uh, we thought, you know, here we go, you know, yeah. another 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 weekend. And we're, we're watching it being towed, and that is the last time we have seen that bus. So mm. in a two-hour window, uh, we literally just see a home, really, at that point. Yeah. I mean, something that we've been on that that much uh, you know, 250 to 270 days a year on a bus. And then we're watching it just literally just, just right away. Uh, haven't seen it since then. And, and just the surreal moment of how many things we had to calculate. And that's such a short amount of time, uh, to the point where are we going to make our date? Are we going to, you know, are we going to ever have a, I mean, when's the next time we can actually have a bus? Are we going to have that bus? And so there were so many things that we had to calculate in such a short amount of time. Um, and, uh, that, that, I think that's the surreal, um, mindset that we had, but man, God was, God proved himself to be so faithful throughout that whole, that whole situation. Um, and, uh, we had a, a man that was so generous two days later, we were home. We had obviously had to miss the whole weekend. Uh, we weren't even halfway to Michigan. So we had to miss, miss the whole weekend after all of that went down. Mm, yeah. Um, and I had a fellow from Paducah, Paducah, Kentucky that we had, that we had met on a cruise. We hardly really knew him, but we met him on a, a cruise that we did prior and he said, man, I've got a bus that's sitting in my front yard. If you want to come get it, um, you can use it as long as, as you need. We used that bus, which was much nicer than even the bus that we had. We used that bus for seven or eight months. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and it really bought us some time. If I can mm-hmm. say this on a practical level, it bought us yeah. some time to, to be on the bus, uh, to have a, a, a way to travel. Because we really cannot do what we do without something right. like that. Yeah, uh, you know, we would literally kill each other if we had we had a van, you know. <laughs> and so, to in order to to do what we do, we needed a bus, and God provided it, and He was paying insurance. He paid everything. Wow. And now, and and and, and brother JD's with the Lord now, um, but but man, he 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 was so influential in getting the gospel out. That's how yeah. we look at it, because yeah. he really was. He gave he gave us a, pl- a a way to get the gospel out for those months, and and for us to have kind of a. Um, uh, a time where we were looking for other buses, but we really didn't have to rush into anything because we had Brother JD's uh, generosity given to us. And so, so yeah, so God, that was, that's just one aspect of God's faithfulness throughout that whole process. And, uh, and, and no one was hurt. It was no, just exactly. actually me, that's Keith, uh, me and Keith and dad on the bus, Katie and Chris, actually, uh, we were talking about the vacations. They were in New York at that time. <laughs> and so we so, were meeting the bus. We were yeah, they were going to fly it yeah. to, to Michigan. Yeah. But no one was hurt, just some scratches, bruises. But I mean, I mean, we didn't even call an ambulance. Nothing happened uh, when it comes to life-threatening issues, other than you know, like you said, the ditch issue. But yeah, um, so that and looking back on that was a miracle in itself. So, 
So it's just the hand of God protecting Absolutely. when you're being obedient to what he does. Now, not everybody has that same protection, even though they're doing what God right. has called. And right. so it's it's always cool to hear that, you know, despite the troubles and the tr- the things that the devil's going to throw at us, yeah. that God's still got a bigger plan and he's still working out what's going to be the best thing. So, yes, sir. Yeah. Well, uh, Katie, you briefly talked about this earlier, but you have all mentioned the importance and the reason that you do what you do is to help people find a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Let's wrap up this section here. Let's talk about to the person who may be listening who doesn't have that relationship with God. Why in the world should they believe in this Jesus that you guys keep singing and talking about? I want to start by saying Jesus loves you so much. No matter how you may feel, no matter what you've done, no matter what your last name is, no matter who your family is, no matter what your family's done, literally take everything out of your mind when it comes to that. Jesus loves you no matter what and loves you so much, enough to give his entire life for you, to lay his life down for you and to take on the sins of the world. Jesus loves you. All you got to do is call on his name. And if you don't know how to do that, we are very approachable. You can reach out to us on social media, send us a message. We have our phone number on our website. Call us. We would love to share the gospel with you on a more personal level. Um, But know that no matter what you've done, Jesus loves you and he cares about you and he wants to have your life in his hand. Just give it over to him and he will take care of you, and he loves you so much. Now, that's easy to say, but why is that important? Uh, There's peace. There's peace that that passeth all understanding. There's there's a joy that, that only Christ can give, and out of, after living the year of 2020, I truly, truly cannot fathom a life without Christ, a life without the the hope and and the and and every every adjective you can think of, because that's who Christ is. He's everything and more. He's everything that he every, he's a soul dependent that we can just completely put our faith and trust in in every aspect. In in the uncertainty of twenty twenty, in a bus wreck of twenty seventeen, you know. But twenty, it's crazy. Is the God has brought us through uh, through Cody with with a meningitis scare that he had, and just right when his first baby was just not even a month old, wow. to where he was a, a near death experience, and in, in that uncertain time, and, and I can go on and on naming different instances that God has proven Himself faithful amidst storms, and that that makes us not just sing these songs, but live these songs that we get to sing and share. To where, like I said, I can't fathom being able to live this life without the hope and joy and peace that only Christ can bring. So with, with personal, personally, with, with so many different anxieties that, that, that this life can bring on so many different and with that, they can literally destroy your life. It really can. It can overwhelm you. It can consume you. The fact that Christ can overcome that. Those of you who are listening, if whatever your troubles may be, through Christ, He can oh, He can bring you through them. He can give you the strength and power to overcome that. And so that's why I so so encourage you to reach out to us, reach out to Brother Dave, whatever you're going through. I promise you, we'll be glad to pray with you for you. Yeah. And uh, Christ is the answer. Every Saturday, we send out a newsletter. 
to about 500 folks that are committed to praying for musicians. How can we be praying for the Irwins in the days and weeks coming up ahead? Well, that we, we remain faithful, you know, no matter how busy we get, that everything remains fresh, that we can keep the main thing, the main thing, and the priorities are the priorities and, and know how important every, every single date is. We just got, we just finished a, uh, a run where we sang 10 days in a, in a 12 day window. Uh, and so we only had two days off in almost two weeks. So in that situation, it is so important to, for, for us, um, as individuals and as a unit. Uh, to know that there are people that will be coming, you know, tonight that, that really need encouragement and that, that need to know what Christ did for them. And then the next night, it's the same thing. And the next night, it's the same thing. And the next night, same thing. And, and, and it's, it, it's very difficult. And just because, you know, we live in a, a we live in a broken world, our, we're flesh, you know, we're flesh and bones and that's, that's what we are. And, uh, and for us to, to, to know that and for us to, so, 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 I, and that would be my biggest, um, prayer for our ministry and I just can't thank you enough for and all your listeners for praying for us for us to remain faithful to what God has called us to do one of my hopes for this podcast is that you can hear the stories of how Jesus makes a difference in the lives of the musicians that I interview many times these stories are fun and lighthearted other times the stories are about tough times but I hope you hear the common thread in all of these conversations, and that is that Jesus loves you and can make a difference in whatever you are going through. I can't pretend to know what you are going through right now. Much like Chris shared, there may be health issues, financial obstacles, depression, or a myriad of other problems that you may be facing. I know that those situations might seem overwhelming and impossible to get through, but I promise you that a relationship with Jesus will give you peace answers, and strength that you don't have on your own. In my experience, God's presence doesn't always make sense at the time. When I'm hurting or angry or depressed, I often ask, where are you, God? Why aren't you intervening? But every time when I make it through the darkness, I can look back and see specific instances and situations that show me that God was not only there, but he was holding me, protecting me, and loving me. I share all this with you because I want to invite you into a personal relationship with Jesus today. Maybe you've never asked Jesus to walk beside you on a daily basis. Or maybe you have walked away and are trying to do life on your own. It doesn't matter what the situation is. Jesus loves you and he wants to help you. So I'm inviting you to ask God to come into your life right now. It's really simple. Just pray this, Jesus, I'm going through a real tough time right now and I recognize that I can't do it alone. I know that I've messed things up pretty royally, and I don't really see any hope of doing anything about this mess. Would you please come into my life and help me through this? Would you forgive me for doing things my way and help me rely on you? I need you, Jesus. I need your love, and I need your strength. Thank you for loving me. I give my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, would you take some time to tell somebody about it? It can be a trusted friend or a pastor or a family member, but tell someone about the commitment you've made to let Jesus be a part of your life. There is something very powerful about sharing with others that you are now trusting God to be your guide each and every day. And if you are comfortable, I'd love to be one of those people that you tell. 
Just drop me a quick note on social media or a quick email to dave at christianmusicarchive.com. I want to encourage you, and I want to celebrate with you your commitment to deliberately follow Jesus. As always, thanks for joining me for this conversation today. I am grateful that we get to spend this time together each week hearing stories of God's amazing faithfulness. As a regular listener to this podcast, would you mind taking a few minutes and rating it on your favorite podcast app? Reviews and ratings really help spread the word so that other folks can hear about these great conversations. And if you have comments or questions for me, please feel free to drop me a message on any of the social media platforms. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon by searching for at CCMExchange. Or you can always drop me an email on the website christianmusicarchive.com. I'm really looking forward to our time together next week when I have another great conversation with one of the musicians you'll find on the pages of the Christian Music Archive. So until then, remember this. God loves you. In fact, he's crazy about you. <laughs>